I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. This is one of those days when things have just been unfolding almost by the uh, moment, but I wanted to do a little mop up. These are things that we haven't even, at least on Inside Sources, had a chance to talk about. Uh, Turkey has launched a military offensive in Syria. Uh, this was a planned military offensive into northeastern Syria on Wednesday, launching airstrikes and artillery fire across the border just days after the Trump administration announced it was pulling U.S. troops back from the area. The operation is aimed at pushing the Kurdish forces, which, of course, were a key ally of our country, the United States in the fight against ISIS, pushing them away from Turkey's border. And the president of Turkey said our aim is to destroy the terror corridor, which is trying to be established on our southern border and to bring peace and peace to the region. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And again, President Trump has uh, promised that if Turkey does indeed start uh, these military actions that are designed really to harm the Kurds, who are our allies, that he would destroy their economy, which, as he indicated, he has done before. So I'll just kind of let the uh, the president's uh, comments there stand. It will be interesting to see the actions that are or are not uh, taken in this case. And then this, too, has unfolded over the last several hours that uh, Joe Biden, former vice president of the United States of America, now candidate for president of the country, has said for the first time with his words and his actions, President Trump has indicted himself by obstructing justice, refusing to comply with the congressional inquiry, he's already convicted himself in full view of the world and the American people. Donald Trump has violated his oath of office, betrayed this nation and committed impeachable acts. So for the first time, uh, and Joe Biden has been among the slowest, if not the slowest, to actually call for impeachment of the president among those who would like to be the next president of the United States from the Democratic side of the aisle. But it's out there and it's official now. Joe Biden calls for the impeachment 
of President Trump for the first time. So just wanted to bring you uh, up to date on some of these uh, things that have been unfolding. And I wanted to spend the last moments of the program whenever I ask for your response. And uh, boy, when we have had it today, I really appreciate it. And I want to make sure that we share your thoughts and uh, opinions with those who are listening to the program. And I'm kind of worked from kind of the the most current back just a little bit. And since we talked with Carl Arkey from UTA just a few moments ago, many of these right here, most recent, have come on that topic. And this individual said, Doug, I remember debating the tracks line in downtown Salt Lake City 22 years ago in a high school debate class. You know, it's interesting. It's hard to believe how long it's been uh, since we have had those very debates. And as Carl mentioned when we were chatting with him, uh, the first uh, vote for expanding the tax base a little bit to accommodate uh, the building of a mass transit track system, uh, it, it had some stumbling blocks initially. But then the uh, folks in uh, in Salt Lake and Davis and Weber County, if I'm remembering things correctly, got on board and the building actually started. And then the folks in Utah County and elsewhere got on board. And I do ask myself, where would we be today had we not taken some of these steps? And I know for many people uh, that were engaged in this, they might not have directly benefited by actually stepping on tracks or on front runner. Um, but they, they had the faith to move forward on this. And I wonder where we'd be today. Can you imagine without some of these options? Look at the expansion of the freeway, how wide the freeway is. And we're, we're pushing the envelopes of the right of way now. And when you look at some of the, the lane expansions, on the right and the left-hand side of the, the freeways where they're kind of digging into abutments. Uh, and it's, it's fortunate we have the right-of-way, but there are just so many lanes of concrete that you can put down. And I do recall, I've supported this from square one, and boy, I took some real heat uh, for it at, at times, uh, to the point where when we did the broadcast, when the, uh, the, the groundbreaking occurred and it was near where the ballpark station is right now we actually did uh, a live broadcast while uh, national individuals were there the mayor of salt lake city was there other dignitaries were there and we had our broadcast set up right on the site and across the street i'll never forget this uh, the the protesters were there with the uh, bullhorns including others in in the media were on the other side of the road, and they were just screaming that nobody would ever ride it. It was a waste of money, that people were going to die daily. And, you know, have we had our issues? Have we had problems? Have we had un- unfortunate deaths? Yes, we have. But, oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 and, and some people have been big enough. Uh, some of the, the rather vocal naysayers have come back and they've said, you know what? Uh, we were wrong. We were wrong. And is the system perfect? No. Are there things that I would like to see changed in the system? Yeah, and I'm not just joking about running it up to my home in Eureka, but there are things. But, oh, my goodness, thank heaven. We took some of those steps. Thank heaven that there were some 
uh, individuals who would go against the the grain at the time and got this in place. Uh, this person said, double track and electrify front runner, please, exclamation point. More tracks, exclamation point. More mass transit, pretty please. Uh, you know, and whenever I speak to groups, I've, I've mentioned this before back in the day. But I was, if if I have the latitude, if I haven't been able to, if I haven't been asked to speak specifically on something, I always weave our open space, our mass transit, and our historical preservation into my comments. That is so important. We've got to retain open space. That's what makes the Wasatch Front or any community livable. When we have a chance to preserve open space, we need to do it. We can't you know, preserve everything. And the same thing with historical preservation. You can't save every building and you shouldn't save every old building. But boy, some we sure should. And we need to be very careful on that. And mass transit. It is such an important key to the quality of life here along this very narrow corridor where about 90% of the people in the entire state of Utah live. Uh, this person said, UVX is nice, but homeless people overuse it and make it dirty and scary. Graffiti is showing up. I take it every day to UVU from Provo. You know, there are some of those issues. Uh, I can remember uh, several years ago, we had quite a few conversations regarding the tracks line up forth south. And especially when certain pressures were being put on the Pioneer Park area, how uh, some rather unsavory things were occurring up the tracks line. And some people were actually uncomfortable in not being right on top of where their kids were when they were visiting the Salt Lake City Library. Everybody is entitled to use UTA. But again, there are some liabilities that can come along, and we all need to use it responsibly. And, you know, some aspects of the population, it's it's a little bit more of a problem than others. And then a lot of people were pointing out, hey, the reason there, you can almost hear them shouting on their texts, hey, the reason it's uh, doing so well to UVX is it's free. Yeah, it is free. And that, that's kind of a cool thing. Carl Arkey did uh, mention that. But this has to be my favorite. Do we have the music, Gustavo? Can, okay, here we go. This person texted in and said, The ghost of KSL talk show's past is currently haunting the afternoon show. <laughs> Boy, speaking of ghosts, all right, open the microphone. I, I say ghosts of talk show's past. What about uh, ghosts of morning show's past? Where'd you come from? Well, just out there, just out there, they were taking uh, auditions to come oh, they in were. and fill in for Jeff today. Oh, I thought it was to knock me off or something. <laughs> a bloodless coup is that going? Grant, good to see good you. Good to see you. Good to see you, my friend. I'm having deja vu all over again. Isn't this crazy? This is absolutely nuts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, on that crazy note, good to see you. Good to see you. You filling in for Jeff I or am. something? I'm Jeff today. You're Jeff today, and I'm. I don't know who I am today. It, it changes from day to day, doesn't I'm it? the ghost of talk shows past. Let's take a break. We'll come back with more of Inside Sources. We'll catch up on some of the texts. Stay with us.